Today's scripture reading is from Paul's second letter to Timothy, the fourth chapter, the 19th to the 22nd verse. Greet Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus stayed in Corinth, and I left Trophimus sick in Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Eubulus greets you, and so, does, and so do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. This is the word of the Lord. We are uh, at the end. We are at the end. This is the end of our systematic study of uh, Paul's second letter to his son in the ministry, Timothy. Um, we will never, at least Mark David Meeks, will never share this uh, in all likelihood. We, won't, we will never course through this path again uh, in a systematic way here at City Church. Uh, those that come after us, they'll, they'll be able to unpack that. But there's, there's, there's other books of the Bible that we need to deal with. And so when we start to look at things retrospectively, it ought to cause us to reflect on what it is, the, 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 the journey that we did travel. What, 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 what are the lessons that were learned? Uh, what are the takeaways, if you will, uh, of, this, of this letter that Paul wrote? As we believe it to be the very last words that the apostle wrote to his son in the ministry, Timothy. Again, as you put ourselves in that position, if you had that last opportunity to write the letter to that loved one, the person that's going to live on after you've gone on, what, what's the information that you would put in it? You know, what's, what's the information? Far more, as I've shared before, far more than uh, me leaving information to Sister Meeks. Well, here's the key, here's the code to the safe. These are the people you need to call for this, this insurance policy. This is what you need to close out. This is, that's all taken care of. That's wonderful. That's, that's, that's an obligation that we need to do uh, uh, for one another in, in a family, if you will. But how much more? How much more in the body of Christ that, that you are left with informational legacy that you will be able to carry on into the future and uh, your voice continue to speak long after your body is unable to speak? What, what, are the, what are those things? So the last time we looked at the, the ninth to the 18th verse of the fourth chapter, where Paul writes to Timothy about his situation, and he, and he, he is only someone who could be in that situation. I mean, just, we can only imagine. We can only try to put ourselves in that position of feeling abandoned. I'm in prison. I, the things are looking grim in terms of my life. Uh, the time is running out. This is it. This, this, this is literally it. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm calling the roll. And so-and-so abandoned me. So-and-so abandoned me, you know. Uh, but but even, it, even through that, as we look carefully, we see that God gets, gets praise. Do your best to come to me quickly. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Dalmatia. Again, we don't know uh, a whole lot about these people, but they, they meant something, obviously, meant something significant to Paul that he included in the letter and that Timothy knew who he was talking about. He wasn't just, just randomly picking people. We just don't happen to know about those people. Uh, but, and again, we don't want to be too... Uh, liberal or cavalier and they said well this was the same person uh, that was mentioned in this portion of scripture a lot of the names they could be the same people that were mentioned in Acts and some of the other letters uh, uh, that Paul wrote uh, and it could not be but there are certain things that lead us to believe to say that um, where Paul wrote in Titus that um, 
uh, where he calls, um, uh, oh my goodness, he called, De- uh, uh, not Demas, but, um, yeah, he, he, uh, in, the, in the book that's, that uh, has his own name, Titus, that he actually, he, he's gone off to Dalmatia, he's gone off to Yugoslavia. There's very good chances, it's every good chance that that's the same Titus uh, that, that Paul wrote in the book that bears his name, what we call uh, 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 modern Yugoslavia. Um, Crescens, he left for Galatia, uh, modern Turkey. Um, and so what was the point? What were the points we were trying to make last week is ministry will go beyond our life. Ministry will extend far beyond us, um, our, you know, the 70 years God has granted us. Whatever time God has given us, we have to keep in mind that ministry will, will live on past us. As big a person in, in the body of Christ as Paul was, as large a person as he was, Paul's passed on. He's in the presence of the Lord, but he ain't here. As big a person as you are right now, and as important, the great shadow that we all cast, you know, uh, that, that whatever God has called us to do in ministry, we have to recognize the ministry is going to extend past us. It's going to be here when we're no longer here. Uh, it never ends. It's bigger than us, and it never ends. But then there's Demas. Uh, Paul mentions uh, a person named Demas in his letters to the, to the Colossians and Philemon. And in those letters, he calls Demas a fellow worker. And he, he clearly implies that Demas is there shoulder to shoulder, working with Paul. But in this case... Demas has uh, forsaken me. Uh, he's loved the world. He's deserted me. And he's gone back to Greece. He was with me. He was doing ministerial stuff, if you will. But somewhere along the line, he decided, you know what, uh, for whatever reason, uh, this is not for me. Um, that, that's it. So, uh, don't want to spend too much time on the ground that we've already uh, tread, but in the 11th verse, Paul writes, only Luke is with me. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark. Bring him with you because he is helpful to me in the ministry. You got Luke, who's the author of the Acts of the Apostle and the gospel that bears his name. He doesn't, he doesn't celebrate. He doesn't have his name in Marquis. Uh, you know, hey, I'm Luke. I'm Luke. I'm the one that wrote all of this stuff. But Luke is right there. He's right there with Paul. And then Paul also asks, send John Mark. The person that uh, Bar- uh, Barnabas and I, we went back and forth about his worth. You know, uh, I didn't think he was fit for the gospel. You know, he kind of he went away. He, 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 was, he, was, he, was, he was timid. He was, he, was, he was not fit for the battle. Now Paul is saying, bring Mark. He's helpful to me. Bring him. It just shows you the, the, the fallibility, if you will, even of those that are called, that, that, that are like Paul. It's like, I'm a, I'm a giant in Christ, but I can make a mistake. I can mess up. You know, at one time I thought, no, he's not the guy. Now it's like, no, he's the guy. Bring him. I, I want him. I want, I want him to be with me. I want, I, want, I want to be surrounded with his presence. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus, and when you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus and Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. I want those things now to be a part of of my life. Uh, you know, things are coming to an end. I want the people and I want the text, the, be, it, be it Old Testament scripture or any ancillary text, I want those things with me to carry me through. And as I shared last time, I share briefly now, 
uh, a lot of times we, you know, there's, there's, there's music. Music is nice. Music is wonderful. It, it's, it's, it's romance to God, if you will. But, but there, what will sustain you through those hard times is a deep understanding of Scripture. That, there's no substitute for that. You know, we can sing till our hearts are, are, are just, just giddy, but giddy will pass. See, that, that, that will end, and you, you, will need that, uh, you will need that scripture that, that says, uh, Lo, I am with you, even until the end of the age. I need that reassurance, because there's going to come times that I can't just sing myself happy, and it's like, I don't feel like singing. But if I have scripture hidden in my heart, and I, and I know that, you know, he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me, uh, then, then I, those are the things I can draw on. And that's where we really, that's why I emphasize with so much fervor, probably too much in your mind, is that you got to be in Bible study. you got to be in Bible study. You, there's, there's no substitute for that. You have to be diligent about your study of the Word. You have to absolutely be diligent. You have to, you have to make time. You, that has to be a part and parcel, just like those that value working out. You don't say, well, you know what, uh, you know, I'll call it in and I'll still be able to have the, the chiseled body that, that you all have, you know, the, the, the sculpted body. No, you know what it takes. I, I, have to, I have to deny myself certain pleasures, if you will. I can't eat certain things that I would otherwise want to eat. I have to exercise. Yeah, I'd rather be sitting on the, on the couch, you know, uh, flicking the, the remote and watching TV. But it won't get me where I need to be. And that's why Paul says, in, the, in my deepest time right now, bring the parchments. Bring the text. Bring, bring the text. I need reassurance. Well, he, he shouldn't have this committed to memory. I need to read them. I, I need to read them. I, as I, I need to see it with my own eyes. This is God's word. I need to see it. I need to be reassured. I need to be, uh, I need to be buoyed up, if you will. Paul goes on and he says, Alexander, the metal worker, he did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will pay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed uh, our message. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Verse 18, he, the Lord, will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So today we begin at the uh, 19th verse as we conclude, just, just a few, few handful of verses as we conclude uh, this letter. Greet Priscilla, and Aquila, and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus stayed in Corinth, and I left Trophimus sick in Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Eubulus greets you, and so do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. What do we know? I, again, not a whole lot, but we, we do know Aquila was a Jew, uh, from Pontus. Uh, he and his wife, Priscilla, sometimes referred to as Prisca, uh, were expelled from Rome um, with all the Jews by, by Emperor Claudius, and they settled in Corinth. They, like Paul, were tent makers, so they were mobile. 
they were able to, to move about. And Paul lived with them during his second missionary journey. And they traveled with Paul to Ephesus and, he rem and remained there when Paul continued on. Later, they, they actually instructed Apollos and, and, and gave him that, you know, Paul and Apollos, you know, big pillars of, of New Testament theology. Uh, but Aquila and Priscilla uh, gave that information uh, or gave instruction to Apollos. They eventually returned to Rome, started a house church, and Paul calls them his fellow workers in Christ who risked their necks. They risked their, in his book to the church in Rome, Paul writes that they risked their lives for his sake. And he said, not only to me, but also for all the churches of the Gentiles, uh, we give thanks for what they did. So apparently they've gone back to uh, wherever they're at, Ephesus, let's assume, and perhaps to help Timothy. Uh, and four out of the six times, they're mentioned together and Priscilla is listed first. Now we can, conject, we can conjecture a lot from that, but typically, be it either because of custom or importance, uh, Priscilla is, is mentioned first. There's, there's a primacy associated with her. She is uh, more in ministry, if you will, than her husband, but they're both there. They're both in ministry, they're both ministering together, but Priscilla, for, for, uh, obviously for her, uh, her works, She's got primacy in the relationship and is doing things in association uh, with Paul that furthers the gospel of Christ. So what do you, what's, what's the point? Uh, a lot of times we like to, and I don't want to dwell too much on this, but a lot of times we like to uh, uh, ascribe gender to what we're capable of doing in the body of Christ. Nothing could be further from the truth. If God has called you to do a certain task in ministry, that's what he's called you to do. We need to be cognizant of what he's called us to do. Not what we want to do, not what the world tells us we should want to do, not, not that to be vying for certain thrones and chairs that he's like, dial back, God, what are you asking me to do? All I do is make tents. That's all I do. I make tents. Well, you have no idea what an influence you can have making tents uh, on, the, on the trajectory of the, of the church two millennia later. Well, that's who, that ought to be encouragement for each and every one of us, male or female. Whatever God has you doing, you need to be diligent in doing that. Whatever that is. What, all, you know, all I do is, uh, you know, I do set up and tear down for uh, uh, AV. You need to treat that set up and tear down for AV as that's the most important job in the whole world. You need to have that dedication that, you know what, to, to God be the glory. As Deacon Jones and I, uh, I shared the story, I share again uh, a few years back when we were part, when we were it, doing the setup and tear down of the chairs. Deacon Jones, how you doing? I don't know, Pastor Meeks, I don't know. I don't know. And I knew what he meant. He meant that I am sick and tired of setting up chairs. <laughs> That's what that meant. And I, and I, I so appreciate and so valued his, his, his honesty. He's like, I don't know. I, seriously, is this, is this what ministry feels like? Is this what this is about? Setting up and tearing down chairs week after week. I'm not feeling it. Well, the Holy Spirit moved on his heart, and 10 minutes later, he said, if I had half a brain, if I just had half a brain, I'd say, to God be the glory. For the opportunity to set up and tear down chairs. 
It wasn't like, well, you know what? You know, do you know who I am? I can, I can teach. I, I, I'm the baddest Sunday school teacher you have ever met. I should be teaching Sunday school. I shouldn't be wasting my time setting up and tearing down chairs. See, he understood that service is service. See, and we can't get to a position of be it leadership or prominence unless and until we understand you can't, you can't lead where you don't go. You want, you want, you want to, I want to, I want to be the nose on the face. Well, you can't even be the toe and the sock and the shoe. How are you going to be the nose on the face? How are you going to pull that off? Unless you serve, you cannot lead. It's as simple as that. Unless you serve, you can't, and you, and not service, like, well, I got to put in my time in order for, no, the wrong. As I said, when it, when it comes to humility, when you think you're humble, you're not humble. When you think you're acting humbly, you're not acting humbly. You know, I think I'm pretty humble today. Oh, you just blew it. <laughs> you just messed it up. Humility doesn't, doesn't look at itself. It's like, you know, boy, you're a pretty humble cat, you know? It's just like, no. When you're humble, you're humble. And you don't even give thought. It's like, boy, that's, that's really, that's, that's great service that you're doing. Really? Oh, bless you. I, this, this is what I do. It's service unto the Lord. That's, that's, I didn't think anything of it. Well, bless you. Thank you. Okay. Well, you, you want to help move the chair? You know, I just, let, let's get about the father's business. Greet Priscilla and Aquila in the household. Um, what else? Look at the, the four names. And again, I don't want to spend a great deal of time. Just each one of these folks are mentioned in passing uh, elsewhere in the, uh, I believe it's Erastus. He was a, he was a public works director. He was a public works, see, just, just a little bitty, just a little bitty, just throw a little bone in there, you know? But the folks from all walks of life being pulled in, doing the work of the kingdom. But then you have these four names at the end of this text, uh, and so do um, Putin's, uh, Linus, Claudius, all of the, Ebulus, uh, they greet you. Um, but who were Putin's, Linus, and Claudia? We don't know. We don't know. But they're Latin names. What does that mean? They're not Jews. More than likely, they're not Jews. What does that mean? They're, see, usually Jews that were, were, were living uh, uh, outside of uh, Israel, if you will, Palestine, uh, they still took Jewish names. Well, these were believers. These were converts. These were folks from... Italy, if you will, from Rome, from the empire that are now being part, drawn into the kingdom. You have influence on people that you have no idea you have influence on, for better or for worse. People on your job don't look like you, don't live where you live. You have the opportunity to influence people and you, either consciously or unconsciously, either intentionally or unintentionally, you're a witness. How you, how, however you conduct your work, however you serve, if, 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 if your job is pumping gas, how do you pump the gas for the customer that comes? If, if, if it's, it's, it's food service or if it's, if it's, it's uh, a bank teller, how do you deal with the people? As we were talking uh, even this morning about uh, our fourth Tuesday ministry, how we distribute the love, how we share the love of Christ as we distribute weekly food supplies to the community. Yes, there's weekly food supplies that are being distributed, but you have the opportunity to interact and to share the love of Christ in a tangible way that folks are, folks are you've got that, that, that privilege, that high honor 
to be right there to either draw or drive. You can say, here, move on. Or you can say, I love you. Christ loves you. How's your day going? And it's all together different interaction how that happens. See, we have to look at, we are, we are leading sheep. We're not on a cattle drive. We're not, a, we're, we're not, we're not, come on, come on. Yeah, let's, y'all mule. No, we're leading sheep. And sheep are necessarily, uh, they wander. Grew up on a farm. Sheep, I guess they're reasonably intelligent, but they're not the brightest bulb on the tree. They're, they're sheep. They're, they, they're, they're sheep. And I constantly had to rescue sheep from themselves, either from dogs, getting out, getting caught in barbed wire fences with a bunch of wool on it. And I'm pulling, why did you go through here? Come on, come on. I remember that like it was yesterday. The wool would get wet. They would fall down. They couldn't get back up. See, that's what a 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade shepherd was responsible for doing. How much more for us now in the body of Christ? Yeah? You have the opportunity to shepherd folks that, that, that need shepherding. They're sheep and they don't know they're sheep. They, they think they're, 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 you know, I know where I'm going. You have no clue where you're going. Let me show you a better way. Let me, let me be that light that, that, that you need. Um, so Paul uh, sends Timothy greetings from those. And in the last verse, the very last verse, of what we believe to be the, the words that he wrote uh, to the body of Christ, to Timothy specifically, and to others. The Lord be with your spirit, Timothy, the your in singular. It's a singular. He's directing that to Timothy. Um, but it's, uh, as the NIV lets us know, grace be with you all, to everyone. Timothy, the Lord be with your spirit. But to everybody else, Grace be with you all. May the Lord be with your spirit, the real you, that, that, and that unmerited favor of God. May it rest on everyone. This, this is it. The final recorded words of the apostle, the religious zealot, the man that persecuted the church, that met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Um, that dedicated and gave his life for the spread of the gospel that was, as he wrote, persecuted and abandoned, that trusted God to the very end, and now look what he does. He extends blessings and grace to those that would take up the cause. He, uh, like the Olympic runner, he was passing the torch. It's passing the torch. If we look at ourselves... You know, they say one of the hardest things uh, for an athlete uh, is to know that uh, their time is up. That's, that's, that's one of the, the, the for an athlete, they, they, they don't recognize that their, their opportunity to do what they've been called to do is finite, and then their, their time is up. It's Charles Barkley, I'm not a fan, but one thing he did say that's correct, you can't outrun father time. You can't outrun father time. God has given us a... a a task, and he's given us time to accomplish it. Well, I don't know what my task is. Did you ask? A lot of times we don't ask because we don't want an answer. 
So I'm, I'm willing to just kind of hang around uh, and be a part of the warmth of the fire, but I don't want to get too close because one of the, 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 the embers from the fire might land on my clothes and consume me in a positive spiritual way. Um, we need to draw close to the fire. And we need to make that, we need to ask God, what are you asking me to do? God didn't bless us with the mad skills and abilities. He didn't, I, hear me, hear me, hear me. God didn't give you these knowledge, skills, and abilities so you can just have a good life for 70 years, live another 10 or 20 and retire. And like I see when I go in from day to day uh, as a retired annuitant, oh, so-and-so died. I remember him. And the resume speaks about what a great, in this case, what a great engineer he was. Sister Meeks, don't make sure that does not get written on my uh, uh, tombstone. What a great engineer he was. That would, that would break my heart. That would absolutely, what a great bass player he was. What, you know, what a great musician he was. That's it? No. No. See, they're, they're, they're <laughs> uh, Stevie Wonder can sing. Um, Stevie Wonder can play. What separates us with the knowledge, skills, and abilities that we've been given with every, from everybody else? What are we doing with what God has given us? What are we, what are, I mean, that, if, if, if there's no other takeaway from the book of 2 Timothy, the, the letter to, to Timothy, if there's no other takeaway that we need to ask and answer for ourselves is, okay, my life, my time on earth is fixed. There's only so many years that I'm going to get out of this. Am I going to live it for him? Am I going to live it for me? There's no in between. There really is. There, there's no in between. Well, I can have it in both. No, you can't. Those are the people that, that, that the scripture lets us know God will spit out of his mouth. I don't want people that, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an arm and a leg. I don't want an arm and a leg. I want, I want your complete body as a living sacrifice. I want everything. Everything, everything. My kids, my kids. My money, your money. Your time, your time. Everything. I want everything. See, God is, God is he, he said it, I didn't. God said, I'm a jealous God. You, you can't play me. You can't have a lover on the side and then come to me and try and get, get all nice and snuggly. And it's like, Lord, you know, I love you. Uh, can you give me something? I'll give you a knuckle sandwich, yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. God, God is smarter than that. You wouldn't accept it with a relationship on earth. How, would you, how much more so with God? How are you going to do that? That is like, oh, you know, I, I've been mean to Sister Meeks all week long. And then I'm going to try and snuggle up to her and get all romantic. She's like, you better back up off of me. What's your... You better get... I don't roll like that. God doesn't roll like that. I want it all. I want your family. I want your time. I want your, t I want your first fruits. Don't give me some old uh, a brown banana, something that you don't want to eat. I want your first fruits. I want the best that you have. We give the world our best. We give the world our absolute best. We give, we give them their time. We give the gym our absolute best. <laughs> 
We do. Now, you got, you got the frauds. You know them. They'll just sit there, get on a machine, you know. Ooh, you know. I'm tired. You know, you've seen them. You've seen them. I, I, I'm done. I, there's a, we were part of this, this, this fitness group now, and it's, it's called Orange Theory. I'm not selling, their, uh, not selling them. I don't have any stock in it. But one thing that I do like about them, they give, you got one hour. You got one hour. One hour. And it's one hour that seems to go by so slow. Because they work you like you've never been worked before. Everything. Everything. And so they, the, 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 the trainers, they don't even bother messing with me because they see my shirt is just wet. It's like somebody hit me with a fire hose. Just wet. It's just, it's, you give it your all. You got, I got one hour. I give it my all. I got 70 years. I give it my all. I give it my, well, you know, I'm not, I don't have 70 years. Whatever time you have left from here to there, wherever there is, you now have the opportunity to give your all. You have the opportunity. You have the, now, and it's a choice. We can choose and say, well, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Well, you can say that. But God said, I want everything. When you go off to college and you study, I want everything. I want your best study. Not to, yeah, I want you to get an A. But it's not for you just to get an A. It's for the glory and honor of God. Because this A is going to take me to the next class, which is going to take me to the next class. It's going to take me to the degree. It's going to take me to the position. And I'm going to be able to do what God needs me to do. There's a, there's a, there's a rendezvous with somebody somewhere in Timbuktu that I need to have. But for the meantime, right now, I need to study for an A. That's where, that's where we have to start connecting the dots and recognize God didn't bless you with these skills so you can just get a nice job, have a nice retirement. Nothing wrong with having a nice job. Nothing wrong with having a nice retirement, but that's not the end. The end is the glory and honor of God. And we do that, we do that either by choice or not by choice. But one way or the other, we really are choosing. Uh, but we could do it intentionally or unintentionally. The people that we interact with. It's all for the glory and honor of God. So that's it. That's, that's, that's Paul's letter to 2 Timothy. What do we, as, 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 as uh, Sean Connery said to Kevin Costner uh, in his dying moments and the Untouchables, great movie. You gotta, gotta, it's on Netflix. You got to see it. Mortally wounded, mortally wounded, mother, mortally wounded. And he grabs Kevin Costner by the lapels. And he said, what are you prepared to do about it? What are you prepared? I'm dying. What are you prepared to do about my murder? What are you prepared to do about it? Now, Kevin Costner, he was a man. He did what he did, and, you know, moving baby carriages, shooting folks, doing all the... the he, he did it. How much more so in a positive spiritual way for us? Paul is saying to Timothy, what are you prepared to do about it? My time is up. As history lets us know, uh, very soon, and he said, come before winter. Come before winter. Because during the fall and the spring, you can't cross the ocean. And there's every good chance that I'm not going to live for you to make that travel. So I need you to come before winter. Because if you wait too long, any benefit that I would receive and you would receive from our interchange, it's going to be lost. Don't delay. Don't delay. Don't delay. Don't delay. So to each and every one of us, don't delay. If I, if I could be so bold, you need to come before winter. 
You need to come before, it, before, before the seas get too rough, where you can't travel across them. Come. Come, come now, before it's too late. Uh, well, you know, well, you know, I, just, I, I, I can only imagine. Timothy probably got the letter, just like, he didn't say, well, you know, I got to take care of a few things first. He probably is like, got to go. Paul needs me. He, he needs me. I got to go right now. I got the call, the response, the call, the action. Now, well, let me think about it. Let me see if it fits with my schedule. I can't do it in April. I could squeeze in in July. I'll be there in July, Paul. No, Paul lost his head on the chopping block. He died for the cause of Christ. We will all pass. We will all pass. Is it for the cause of Christ? Are we just kind of just, just meander through life and just whatever happens, happens, and you know, and the big guy upstairs to sort things out? No. No, we have to be intentional about our relationship, about our walk. We have to choose what we're going to do. We have to choose the relationship that we want to have with God. Stand to your feet. Let's bow.